0: If, if there was a curved ball that happened this year, something that you were not expecting, and you were deeply hurt, betrayed, or something happened, my friend, that is a visitation from God. Embrace that particular thing. Go back to that spot. Build an altar there. Repent and say, Lord, forgive me, all right, for getting angry, and start worshipping. Here is your visitation, all right. Here is the place you've met with me. What is coming? Because God wants to do something out of it. Now, number three, when the robber hits the road, which means action begins when your first experience of disappointment, like we said. So, this is where the rubber hits the road. This is where action starts. Right? You held fast your confidence, rejoicing of hope. The day of provocation came. Now the warfare has started. Now, this is where the real action is. This is where the boys are separated from the men. Right? Next thing you've got to do is make sure, all right, you intensify uh, prayers there. Don't let your knees get feeble, and you hang down your hands in heaviness, which means stop praising and stop praying. That's what it tells us in Hebrews when this happens, right? Increase the intensity in prayer there. Aggressive in prayer, all right? Aggressive prayer must be applied persistently, all right? And, and you've got to understand this, you have to fight back at that point, and I explain what I mean by fight back. Uh, you mustn't enter into a state of learning helplessness, which means you, you must enter because what Satan wants is the fire of that dream to die, and then you just begin to coast along. Now, and, and when that happens, you are lukewarm, and, and that's what the space Satan wants people. So that fire must never, he says, let your lights be burning, right? The intensity there of that desire must still be there. Don't let the fire be put out. Don't let that drive for that particular thing. And where does it that people experience disappointment and all of this, and then they begin to pull back and then recondition their lives, all right? Or adjust themselves to adapt to that condition of living without, right, the fulfillment of their dream. So don't enter into it. Fight back, all right? And the way to do that is thank God, first, that he has answered your prayers, then worship Him at this that this experience happened, that He is the All-Knowing God, and it's simply because if you had an expectation and it didn't work out that way, then it simply means your level of wisdom cannot yet command. All right, which means the command, the experience that you want. So just go to God there and worship, thank Him. All right. And bow before the all-knowing God and say, "Open my heart. Uh, what do I need to learn here? What do I need to see, and what do I need to hear here?" And ask God in prayer to remove that veil, which is where the warfare is—that is covering your mind, that is not that 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 is bringing about the ignorance from what you should do. Okay, uh, I mean the Scripture says eat honey, it says, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to thy soul when you are found it. There shall be a reward. Your expectation shall not be cut off. So it says, if you find wisdom, the wisdom for that thing, the knowledge of wisdom, there's something you need to know that will preserve your expectation and it will be cut off. So you are at that point where God wants to impart that knowledge all right, to you and give you that wisdom. And so you go to him in worship at that point, that the great gift for your soul is coming here, which is the knowledge of wisdom. He wants light to shine on the inside of you, into your heart. Okay, so that you can put feet to your prayer. You can start practicing and and changing things in your life. Uh, And God showed me this last week. He said, look, I said, ask and you shall receive. He said, but then I said, seek and you shall find. He said, what you ask for, I give, you need to search it out. He says, then I said, when you find it, he says, then knock and it shall be opened unto you. So ask for something spiritual, then search for the information, which is the knowledge of wisdom. He says that's in the mind, then use, all right, the wisdom that you now have to knock. Test those ideas I share with you. Test the new things I teach you, all right, in life. Knock with those things. Approach it that way. So, a person goes and let's just take something, bin. he's refused the visa. He goes back to God and says, Father, I want to thank you because my wisdom level did not match this thing. I applied to go to Harvard for a master's degree and I was refused. I said, Well, I had a first class, why wouldn't they take my. Blah, blah, blah. He says, No. He goes back to God and reverences and says, I will take correction from you. Where, where am I missing it? As far as I was concerned, I did everything right. Uh, There was a promotion exercise, somebody else got it. We bid for a contract, I thought I was the most qualified, somebody else got it. Instead of getting angry and all of that, uh, you go back to God in worship. Where did I miss it? Take the veil off, all right, my heart. Remove it off my mind. Uh, Let me see, let me know things I don't know about life here. Let me come to understand things so that I can, you you know, the scripture tells us, about, I never quoted this scripture, should have, Luke chapter 11, verse 52. It tells us about the key of knowledge, which means you want to knock. woe to the lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You entered not in yourselves, them that were entering you hindered by not giving them the knowledge. So to enter into anything, it takes knowledge. And that's what I'm saying. So you want to enter into a new experience, there's the key of knowledge. When you find it and you find the knowledge of wisdom, Then you go in that way. Uh, The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 10, 15, the labor of the foolish man, weary of all of them, for they know not how to enter into the city. They are laboring, they are doing everything, but, but they don't have the knowledge. They know not how, which means that knowledge is not there. So when you pray for something, God says, all right, I've given it now. Ask the veil be removed. Go and search for the knowledge for that thing. Go back. And find out, why didn't they take me into this university? Why didn't they take me to this course? Why did I ask him? Show me what I did wrong. So I will learn your wisdom. And next time I have an opportunity for this, and the next opportunity will be much bigger, I will approach, all right, this situation with this particular wisdom that you have given, and I will knock on that door, and I cannot be denied. So what do you do? We've said this, You, rubber hits the road, you get into that place where the pushback starts, ask God in prayer, Father, I thank you. I've received this particular thing. Now, I ask you to remove the veil of my heart, to remove it of my mind. Teach me your wisdom. What do I, what, what will I need to do? Now, there are two things you should do, all right? Open your Bible to start reading, to understand spiritual laws, but then get yourself maybe three books, to the end of this year. Books that have to deal, do with what you are, you, the, the 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 thing that you are believing God for that institution, that area, all right, uh, uh, that that place. Uh, go go and get books about that particular thing. In any industry you are operating in, there is always what is called institutional knowledge gained by organizations or individuals, translating historical data into useful knowledge and wisdom. Seek out that. Read it, all right, as you are praying, and then you will find the ideas. You will find things you need to change. Then get yourself a small notebook, because you are not reading to know, you are reading to change your practice. So any idea you get, right? You quickly write it down. Action, which means you are studying now to find out what to do, so to know what to know. You're not studying to to say something somebody else knows, doesn't know, to show you. No. What am I to do? What have I learned today? Uh, At the end of every day, what what did I learn today that, could change the way I do my things? Which means I'm leading a team, all right, as a leader to bring about something. What, What can I do all right, or, or what information can I put into that team that will make us act differently? How, how do we market our products differently? And things like this, search for it, all right? I'm telling you, this was feeling, killing Christians. They pray, God, but God says, search, find the knowledge there. A doctor was telling me this week in England, all right, medical doctor was to, we were talking about this, and he said to me that somebody had, I can't remember, when they had to something, and the person had been praying they just changed their diet and she started searching the internet finally she stumbled on the right information changed what she was eating and she's perfectly healthy everything disappeared and 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 he was telling me this because i was telling him that look there is no law all right that we have embraced that is still not uh, is cannot still be redefined or you you can't even go deeper it it may it may be applicable for 80 percent but just this just this 20% it doesn't work for. Life has shown that. Even the laws of Newton, they, they readjusted it. So the, the more you find out it's almost like God is removing layers, all right, of, of there, you're going into wisdom and readjusting things. And I said, and I said, look, that's how you go about things. So you have the book there, you read the Bible, you study the word of God. But I have three books that you will use to glean, I'm telling this what Christians have glean information out. Of it. But to glean all right information, to study in order to be able to, right? And the information you get, you must execute. Which means you pray, you get, because you've received, when you seek, you will find, right? Once you pray about something and you start searching for it, you'll find the information, guaranteed. You knock with that information, you test the idea, doors start opening for you. Now the information is there seek, all right? God, seek for that particular thing, right? Which means pray about something, let it register in your heart, God has answered your prayer, then go and search for the wisdom. Find out. Oh, what can what can be done here? How do we approach this? What, what do we do? Okay? I mean, you say, well, I applied there, let's say to Harvard, they didn't take me. Now, you, you just might not know. Maybe then you say, God, all right, where did I miss it? Suddenly one day you're just somewhere in a conversation with somebody and the person just tells, says that, you know, you know like someone told me someone says you know you know the reason why they took me like someone said this church in oxford was that he mentioned that the real thing and that's what all his professors were concerned about he said and today he got a top job in mackenzie he said and that's what his bosses were asking him about that in his cv he put he was one of the first he was one of the in the leadership team in his church for the YPB, which is um, Young Professional Business and Bootcamp, and they used to take brilliant students. He, he said, when he got into Oxford, the professors called him aside and said, in all of what you said, you got first class. He said, that's not a point. What is this thing you said you were doing in your church? He said, that's the attraction here. Sit down. Come and lecture us on this thing. How do you gather 500 people? He said it was church matter. Now, you might be filing and say, I got first class. I did this professional course. But what we are looking for is that I was an usher. But to you, it might not mean anything to you. But to them, now, if you just write, I was an usher, that is is not the way to write it. You understand this? There is a way to write it that will communicate the value. Do you get what I'm saying here? So you might have presented, I mean, I've shown you here that when Elijah was angry and the king wanted to arrest him, the first person went there and said, come down. The king wants you, Elijah said, if I'm not a man of God, what is this happen? Fire consumed, dead. Second man came, approached it wrongly, died. Third man came. He got there. He knelt down. Oh, man of God. And when he finished that, it was God that spoke. Listen, if it was that, Elijah just changed his mind. Then God told Elijah, come down. Which means God always wanted Elijah to come down. But the approach had to be right. Are you following what I'm saying there? Yeah. Now, you know, sometimes we, we don't, we, you know, we start, you, I mean, when they wanted to get Solomon to be king, they had, the mother had to arrange with the prophet on how to approach David. He said, you go in first, and as you are saying, then I will come so that David will get the matter that something is happening. So there's a way in which they presented it. It's there in the scripture that the presentation, all right, of that particular theme all right, can have an impact, right, on the minds of people. So, God teaches you his wisdom there and brings it about. Now, let me just say four things. Put up the quadrant here. And these are the four areas, and I'll close with this, that you need, all right, to look at, okay? Now, because any house divided against itself cannot stand. So, you are reaching for something, right? Uh, There must be no division in you concerning that particular thing. Okay? No division in you. Now, the first is your words, which means you mustn't say anything that contradicts what you are reaching for. So, you are reaching for something. To the end of the day, you must not say anything that contradicts it. You don't say things like, you know, you're praying for something and get into a conversation and say, well, you know, Nigeria is so difficult, man, it's so tight. Things are really, but you, you are believing God. for. So, your words must be consistent, all right, with what you are reaching for. Then, number two, in that same quadrant, that same uh, place there, all right, logic, all right? Now, words and logic are connected in your heart. That's why it says, now, if you say something is going to happen in the next two weeks, and it's not logical, that's what brings about unbelief, which means your heart tells you, what do you mean? How can it happen? Now, you can say it. But the center of logic doesn't support what you're saying. So doubt is created. Let's say that can happen in two weeks. Now, the word of God is called the logos of God, which is the logic of God. So the more time you spend with the word of God, the more you get the logic of God concerning things, which means God wants to show you how, as far as he is concerned, logically, in his own arrangement, that thing will happen. So what he's transferring into you every time you read the word, is the logic of God. It takes you through things, you read things, and it communicates that logic to the point that, right, if you spend time with somebody, the person affects the way you think. So you come out and your words now are coming from the logic of God, all right? So that is the first thing, all right? Your words must begin to reach for it. If you stop speaking, all right? Conscious words for the fulfillment of that activity stops over that particular thing. So words must be spoken. All right? Then you must imbibe the logic of God for that particular thing. That's why we say when the rubber hits the road, God wants to communicate the logic to you. Then the second, your emotions and praise. Now, let me just say this about emotions. If, now this is how you test it, whether your emotions are par Let me just say, let's say you want a car. Let me just use this. A car. This particular, very nice car, you want that car. I'm just giving us an example. A friend of yours, you didn't know about it, came to see you and said, I just bought this car. And once that car comes, if you are not emotionally, if something happens to your emotion that sinks, that how come this guy got that car, it means that emotionally you are not in alignment with you having that car. Do you understand what I'm saying? It shows your emotional state. Now, you might want it, but emotion. that's why I said that forgiveness is a very powerful thing. Praying for people is very powerful. Because then you bring your emotions in alignment with the progress of others. And and when we say, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Go and read that scripture. It says, when you sit before somebody, it says, eat and drink. But his heart is not with you. As a man thinketh. What he's saying is, as you think towards other people, so are you. Go and read that scripture in his depth. Which means that what I don't want for my friends, I don't want really for myself. Do you get what I'm saying here? So, if I drive past a church in this area, and I see cars coming out and my heart sinks, then I'm not really interested. Are you following what I'm saying here, right? So, you align your emotions with that particular thing. That's why when Job prayed for his friends, something inside him changed. And what he prayed for them came to him. Number three, your imagination, which means do not ever entertain a mental image of yourself without that particular theme or otherwise. Don't, that's why it says casting down imaginations. All right? Your imagination is very powerful, that's where fear comes from. That's why when the Bible says a man lost after his imagination. Once you start imagining something, as far as the spirit realm is concerned, if you consistently imagine something, you will eventually get there. So your imagination. That's why, you know, you can be in the dark. There's nothing. You just heard, why would why somebody get scared? He just hears this. And he shakes. What's happening? All he heard was, why is he afraid? The imagination went into everywhere. All right, he remembered the movie where the E.T. that he watched, and the sound before that creature came out was this. So, the minute he heard that in the kitchen, the truth is imagination saw the creature coming out of the fridge, and you're sound, yeah? Your imagination. All right, even Albert Einstein said, Imagination rules the world, for you can imagine things that you don't know how to get there. You can your imagination is is a foretaste of any experience you have, because you can imagine yourself first in the moon before you get to the moon. Now you have to know how to get there for your body to get there, but your imagination can you can be in the moon there, in the world. So your imagination that's why God said anything they've imagined to do. All right. So the mental image must be clear, and then the fourth one and these fourth things steps, all right, must be taken. That's why if somebody says I want to lose weight. He's saying, it. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. Opens the fridge. Cheesecake brings it out. Eats it. It means there's a part of his heart that is saying, I want to be fatter. Now, one part is saying, I want to lose weight. Another part is saying, I, I want to, I'm okay the way I am. All right? There's a battle going on within. him. Once this, and once you take, and these steps are very powerful. Right? Once you take steps that contradict where you're going to, the heart knows that this dude is not what? Serious. Let's come down here. All right? Steps. But once you start taking steps, which means, I mean, you know how it is. If you say, let's just say you want to diet and, and for three days you haven't eaten certain things, you know the heart begins to get stronger. All right? The heart begins to get stronger. All right? Now let me just say something about dieting. The problem can come when you're doing it right, then you look at yourself in the mirror, you're losing some way that you want to reward yourself for losing weight. <laughs> that, that's where the problem are Then you say, let me eat for the next three days as a reward for losing weight, and then you go back, all right? So the, your mind plays that trick on you. But if you have the words there, you're constantly feeding yourself with the logic, constantly every day, all right? Because it can win, which means you can start out with the logic, and then from time, it just starts going on. Just keep putting the logic into you, the logic as writing his laws in your mind, right? And then praise and experience it emotionally, yourself having that thing. We've said rejoicing is enjoying the feeling of being in possession of that particular thing, all right? Keep your imaginations there. And as you read, find the steps to be taken, all right? Adjust the steps, okay? There are ways and manner in which, all right, you can, okay, do things. There are steps, Right, that you can take. There's a way and manner in which you go about things that, that, um, that, I mean, opens up, right, powerful doors for you as a person. So, going forward here, let's have this, get the spiritual empowerment there, and the spiritual empowerment is really based on, right, praying from a true heart there, faith before God, okay, praying this from your heart right to God there, praising Him, and then opening up and, and, and reading about, um, studying the Word of God to get that logic of the miraculous into your mind so that you think at the level that God thinks that it's, it's called possibility thinking, all right? There is a way out. You cannot say it is impossible because God's logic has been injected into you. And then the second part is you need practical information all right, and that's really sweet there, all right, to the soul, practical information on 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 how, where God starts communicating intelligence to you. You start seeing things, all right, in between the lines, and and you get, right, really intelligent, all right, from that um, um, particular, I think. it's just like people say, I mean, I've been playing with somebody and told me, she knew Jose Mourinho. he said, Mourinho told her, when As, uh, Asenwenga was still coaching Asenwenga, that Asenwenga was told in clear terms, we do not need to win the league, neither do we win to, need to win the Champions League. That is not your mandate. Your mandate is to entertain the fans with good football. Just make them happy with the way you are passing. So if you're an Asenwenga fan, I'm saying that then. You see, your heart can be broken. They don't care. The investors are looking for their money back. Whether you wear shirt and shouting, oh, 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 that's your problem. It's cash. It's a business to them. Get the Champions League spot, play entertaining football, let people come in, enjoy the football, and always. That is the mandate they gave to him. It was when that mandate was threatened and it was no longer getting top four, they said, you have to go. But you might think they are there to win. They were not there to win. All right? Some other people are there to win, all right? But some people are there to entertain. So uh, they will tell them when you are playing, you can. That's why Arsenal people, they raise the ball over. You know how they used to play? Raise it over somebody's head, hey, 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 hey. All right? Very good football, but it can end 2-1, 2-2. Uh, two two. All right? Then you struggle and make top four last minute. So you're happy. We are playing Champions League. The Champions League was never won. But at least you are there, all right. And people were having heart, even stabbing themselves. But the investors were carrying money to the world. bang buy players young and cheap, sell them heavy. Buy a two million pound, sell at sixty-four million pounds. They are going home. They're on their yacht, all right, all right. Taking things, and you are there. to me. Okay, sir. are <laughs> they're not. They're not. It's, it's almost like theater. It's just like, you know, it's like, it, you know, and everybody's excited. And you think, so they don't have any feeling for us? And, all right? They feel they have created entertainment for you. And, all right? That's good. So you need to understand, all right, how these things operate, so that you can function. Better. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. And by the power of your spirit, I ask that you establish us in the truth, expand it within our consciousness.